Welcome, Dave Harvey. How are you, mate? <laughs> Dwayne, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oh. Aussie, all the way from Bendigo. No, no, you're in, <laughs> you're in California, but from Bendigo originally. Yeah. California, yep, yep. We moved here 11 years ago with a couple of kids. Now we've got three boys and a dog, bro. We just got a dog. Come on. What's its, <laughs> What's its name? Uh, Duke. Duke. We, we have to teach the Americans to say Duke, not Duke. They say Duke. So we're like, no, no, it's Duke. So, so they, do they spell it with a J then? Or is it, yeah. <laughs> we have to explain it like a J. Yeah. So it's the hardest thing I think I've done for a long time. My boys are 8, 11, and 13. I've forgotten children. To Shenny, I understand your pain. <laughs> but it's, um, these things, yeah, they're crazy dogs. So. <clears throat> Anyway, and to, um, yeah, for those <coughs> excuse me, for those that don't know, um, you were a pastor for five years as at at BS was was it five years at, as a BSSM Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, one of the revival group pastors. You were our pastor. Yeah, we were your experimental group. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we, and, uh, we, we turned out all right. No, no. <laughs> um, how, what, what was one of the things that you learned during that time? Um, or for those that don't know, maybe I'll just say that, you know, Bethel has well, about 18 groups of 60 within this overall school. And you yeah. kind of oversaw one of those, those teams. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, we, what, what what's one of the things that you learnt or was profound in that time of pastoring sixty people, different people every year? Yeah, you know, in a I, in a revival environment. I think for me, I I would start every year. I don't know if you remember this. We'd start outside usually, and and I would give a big pep talk, a big motivational talk. But one of the things that came out of me was, hey, I want you sixty five to know that what we're doing here is not just just something random this we are god is reforming his church mm. and what you're about to experience here i believe will be the start of a, a global um movement in church where every believer is vulnerable <laughs> every believer um is seen and known and celebrated every believer is activated and takes risk and um, and, you know, and, and the, uh, the bunches of other things that happen. So I think for me, I've got a fresh vision for the vibrancy of church because we saw, I don't know who was in the year, but one year we had an 85 year old whose husband had died like four. Yeah, that was us. Bev. Beverly. Yeah. So Bev, you remember Bev. So you got Bev, husband died four months earlier. She's there. And then you've got all the way down to probably a 17 year old kid who can't tie his shoelaces still or something. And you've got everything in between that young couples, you've got older couples, you've got um, everything. But what I loved was because of some of those core elements, everyone stepped into revival, like pretty much. I think there was probably, you know, 98% of people, there was always a couple sitting back, but, but revival came into family. Um, and I really believe it's a sustainable 
mm-hmm. a little bit of technology for the church. So yeah, There's that's one. awesome. Yeah, what what's one thing you learned personally that you you felt was, you know, pastoring a group of people every year or you know, and it, and it's full on. Like if you're on like for nine ten months of the year, like you guys are running pretty hard interns and you know all that kind of stuff. Was there anything that you feel like? Because now you're the um, Bethel Leaders Network, so you oversee. Or just exp- why don't you just explain to people what you do? Yeah, so three years ago, Chris V had a dream and um, grabbed Taff and I, <laughs> and um, we were plonked to take over the global legacy and turn it um, into what we felt the Lord wanted us to call the Bethel Leaders Network. So it's like a, a global network. A global family, we like to call it, where leaders can either um, can get in at different levels. They can come and engage with us. You guys are in our influence level, which we just love, and a bunch of other Aussies are in that. And that level's got revival groups all around the world that meet online, and are, and we're dreaming about doing events and gatherings in in cities and those kinds of things. And then we've got a third level, which we don't tell anyone about, but that's kind of like our grandfathers our mothers and fathers that have been running with revival and they're they're going to be starting to mentor and pour into the our young leader so that's what we do um what was the other question <laughs> what was one thing that you have personally learned or grown in or or yeah. you feel like oh, i you know i got this nugget out of out of being a leader in this environment you know day in day out Gosh, I got too many, but one of the things, one of the things was to be yourself as a leader, like be, look for the gold, the things that you carry. So I started to look at, oh, God's given me for some reason a gift in prophecy. That works when I operate in that. And when I equip others to operate in that, um, God gave me a revelation on testimony. I need to lead with that strong arm. Um, God gave me an anointing for business. You know, all these things, the Lord, either you've got gold in you as a leader, but then he starts to, it's like the talents. And then he'll go, oh, by the way, here's another one. And you're like, oh, crumbs. So I just think um, walking with the spirit with those things, because you're leading people uh, in a certain period of time, not so you can copy the previous leaders. And this is, this is honestly probably church that we came from in Australia. Most leaders look the same. Most yeah. of the people look the same. They sounded the same. The beauty of what's happening here at Bethel, and that's not to criticize anyone in the Australian church like that, but just, just to say what the Lord's emerging now is, if I can be fully myself and fully alive with God and lead people into revival and give them permission to be fully themselves, then we start getting this beautiful multicolored um you know multi sounding um family and it's 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 profound because then my breakthrough i don't have to be the one that gives all the breakthroughs so probably i learned that piece about the uniqueness of every individual celebrating those uniquenesses because then you know the 17 year old who can't show his tie his shoelaces might carry a gift in purity and might be able to pray for a 40 year old man who's struggling with porn and seem delivered like that. And, and, you know, the 30 year old couple who are 
uh, haven't been able to have children might be able to be prayed for by the the other 30 year old couple who've had 10 kids and they pray for them and they can have kids so it's kind of like i love that i think i learned the body you know if we honor one another then grace is released so yeah well whoever that 30 year old couple is don't get them to lay hands on me that's had 10 kids. <laughs> 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 no no um hey what i want to talk about the testimonies i did have that question but before that i What's one book, podcast, or movie, or message, like one thing that you would recommend people listen to or something that's changed your life like in, in a profound way, whether it's a book, can't be the Bible. Um, Bible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a really good question. Honestly, for me, some of my greatest learnings in the early days were the supernatural power of royalty. I think, is that right? Chris Valentin's book, just identity. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good that, book. That anything, anything on identity. I don't do well with a lot of Christian books cause I read them for a quarter and I work out what the main point is. And then I'm like, all right, I got it. And I, <laughs> honestly it was only bssm where i finished most of the books but uh, you get given a lot of books in positions like this i got so many books given to me one of the things the other the book i'm into this one at the moment i don't know if this helps but um this one was profound oh yeah that's sitting in my cupboard right there yeah it's a it's a beast but the lord's really been um want me to dive back into John G. Lake and his testimonies and things. I think he walked in an identity and a, um, I loved what he says about God didn't come to make a second class being. He came to redeem us into, into unity with him and to look him in the eyes and to, um, and to, does that make sense? Cause I, I came from such a holy, and I believe God's way bigger than us. And, you know, he's, he is the greatest creator. Don't get me wrong. But the beauty of the blood of Jesus and the cross is that we get the righteousness of God. And so we get to actually look with the fear of God in me. I say this eye to eye with God, we get to actually, and that's why John G Lake during their pandemics could go into the labs and go, gentlemen, put, you know, put two probes on this leg that has the, and you know, it has a broken bone and, and watch as the lightnings of God fill that limb and they would put their scientific probes on and watch the glory come out and feel and heal that leg. And then they'd put viruses that were in their day and they'd put them on his hand and they'd say, gentlemen, look at these under your microscope. You'll watch the glory of God dissolve these. And sure enough, the virus died in the glory of God on these hands. So I'm kind of like, we need that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like his name's getting mentioned a lot more in the last few months. Like I feel like his name just, yeah. you're, you're like the fifth or sixth person I've heard. So that's just like, I'm just getting into, you know, uh, not to, not to idolize a human being, but just to learn from him and, and, and grow from him and, and honor him in that way. So, yeah. Do you remember, I don't know if you remember who he learned from this is a bit of history for our Aussie fam. He learned from John Alexander Dowie. Yeah. That's right. He was minister up in, in New Sydney. South Wales, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, Newcastle or some Sydney somewhere. Yeah, somewhere up in New South Wales. Yeah. Yeah. 
prayed for 30 people. He had, he prayed for his little congregation was dying during a oh, plague. 12 people. Something like that. Yeah. And he prayed for him. Nothing happened. Then all of a sudden, boom. And he was launched into a healing ministry. Anyway, Australians and revival. Oh, it's in blood. It's time. Yeah. Amen. Hey, tell us about the, you know, when we were there, that was one of the things that started to happen was the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy with the thousand dollar testimony. And, and that was our, that was our year. And, and just that kind of started to, I'd love you to just share on that briefly. And then if there's anything else that you've got on your heart for us yeah. launch into that, but um, that was, that was when we, that was my first year revival group pastoring. Yeah. And, um, and we ran a home group as well as, just before we pastored so we were running a home group and we would always start the home group with testimonies funny enough i don't know if i've ever told you this liam it was a young eccentric couple from australia um who visited the home group that night and during that testimony time she goes i've got a testimony last night i had a dream and i saw a thousand dollars jumping from my friend's facebook account into mine and this morning i woke up and i got she messaged me and gave me a thousand dollars. Anyway, that happened, that revival group. So just for everyone, we're in this revival group, oh, sorry, in this home group. And the Lord says, get everyone to draw the happiest face. So we drew happy faces, 35 of us, put them all out on the ground. God said, get everyone to walk around looking at those faces because this is how I'm looking at them right now. I'm not angry. I'm not disappointed. I'm in a good mood. And then he said, read scriptures over them about my goodness. So I did. And then he said, now, like after about five minutes that now get people to declare what they want to see God do. And so lady says, my son's coming back to the Lord in two weeks. And another person's like, I'm going to get a job next week. And then out of my mouth, it was like something rich reached down and grabbed out of me. I shouted a thousand dollars for everybody. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you can't say that you cannot that's like blasphemy you know but then half of me also felt like i think that was god and so that was that was a really and then people kept declaring then we finished taff goes over to the table and a thousand dollars has appeared in an orange envelope i wish i had my phone with me i could show it to you took a photo of it so Dave and Taff Harvey with one of those old typewriters on it and a thousand dollars cash in the middle of an empty table. So we scream, we're like, Taff runs over and goes, look, someone just, this is on the table. So we don't know how it got there. Um, anyway, so I said, who wants it? And they, you know, in the room, everyone's like, yeah. So I prayed, God, do it again. The next week, three people were given a thousand dollars. And I said, great, well, you guys own the testimony. The Bible says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Why don't you release it over us? Anyone who wants it. So people put their hands out. The next week, two people were given $2,000. And you know, it might've been like a $300 gift here and a $1,700 gift here. It might've been a 4% pay rise that they worked out this year. I'm getting two grand extra. You know, it was those people were looking for the goodness of God. Yeah. And as we celebrated that, it started happening. We started a revival group with you guys. We would just get everyone in the middle and release it. And it happened week after week. And honestly, I would look at the people who got it. There were some people in revival group. I was like, they'll never get given money. One guy got given 60,000. One got, and then he got a gift of 70,000. Another woman got, 
She goes, Dave, I'm, my dad was a teacher. He was, had no, we had no money growing up. He just died and left me two $100,000 gifts. And this just is breaking out. Um, and it's just grown. Like it, it's grown in our life. Like God's blessed us as we've stewarded this over the last five years. We've had $10,000 miracles, $50,000 miracle. Um, the, but the cool thing is it's just grown. As we celebrate what God is doing and teach others to do that. So check this out. I, I released it at Bethel at a leaders event. Some Canadian pastors took it home and told their church a few days later, check this out. God's given away thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they retold as best as they could sure. those testimonies. A God, and then in their church, someone goes home, checks their safe. And in the safe, that's an empty safe, they said, has appeared $950. So they come to church that night and say, $50 short. What was it? <laughs> so people felt bad for them so people celebrating and they get and so two people gave them 50 bucks so they had a a thousand and fifty bucks and then someone from the church is telling an evangelical doesn't believe in the supernatural christian a german christian in his city and says hey this is what god's doing right now he's giving away money tells them as much of the testimony as they could that guy goes to his house he's renovating pries off a baseboard and finds 20 gold bars to the value of 300 and something thousand dollars in, in Canada. And so we've seen God extravagant, no joke. God has done crazy things. I've, I've shared some of these testimonies. One guy in the UK got, got given a $1 million house and I've been in it, like a gigantic house. I'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> guy in the UK, he and his wife had never done business. They left BSSM and they actually, she got me to pray for her, goes back and she goes, my husband starts getting this idea in his head, start an online business. She goes, Dave, we've never done that. We don't know anything about business. And I think she said within two months, they were able to draw one full-time salary. And in another two months or so, they were able to draw another full-time. She came back to Bethel a year later and said, Dave, we've got a business valued at over a million dollars. I think today it's worth four point. Well, last time I checked, it was like over four million dollars. And I think what it taught us is, is God is good. <laughs> and he's, he's not in a box, but especially if we celebrate the little things um, uh, and steward those testimonies well, we exactly. can, um, he wants to increase it and just grow it. Um, not only for us, but for others. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it. Like the Lord said to me once, he said, Dave, you realize you've given away thousands and thousands of dollars to people. I'm like, no, I haven't. I'm a pastor. We don't really get paid much. <laughs> he said, he said, but how many people have you told of my testimonies of blessing? He goes, and how many times have I done it again? And I cannot count them all. Like there are, there are thousands of people. So good. Who have been given like, crazy stuff so i just would encourage people to um god puts testimony in your life um for a reason and it's not here's what i'll i'll share with you first peter grab me bible first peter this this um hit me i went on a retreat the other day and for a few days and um this scripture was just jumped out at me the last day it says but you are God's chosen treasure. 
priests who are kings. This is First Peter chapter two, verse nine. I don't know what that is. Yeah, nine. Um, but you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. Isn't that amazing? Like that's the passion translation. God has made us kings and priests that get to experience his light and his goodness. So then we can broadcast those messages like evangelism. I get it. There are people who are anointed to do, you know, stadiums and all that, but most of us are anointed to share the testimony and the testimonies that God's alive in our heart and check out what he did. And most of us have a testimony like I've known God since I was a kid and he's been the most faithful friend and he has helped me through mental issues. He's helped me through temptation. Um, he's helped me pull out of pornography. Like we have, most of us have the most beautiful testimonies. And if we could just broadcast them, yeah. And nobody puts a photo on Instagram that's like ugly of themselves. So I would encourage people when you, when the Holy Spirit highlights a testimony from your life, just dive into the beauty of it and then share it again with people. Because I think that's what the world's looking for right now. They don't need another political, religious argument. They need, they need to know God's alive and he wants to love them and do it again for them. So sorry, I get a bit. No. Yeah, passionate. Hey, is there anything that you had on your heart, bro, to just share with with the guys down here with Glory City Melbourne or just for Australia or just Yeah, I think um I think for me I've been meditating on um on two stories at the moment. One is Jesus walking on the water. Um and and the other and where he invites Peter out onto the water. Um, and the first thing I would say about that story for everyone is this is, we are at a point in history where God is doing something completely different. God is doing something completely new. And I'm, I, I live in a little bit of a prophetic world. My wife says, everything's prophetic for Dave, you know, like, but one of the things that happens is sometimes things happen repetitively for me. And what's been happening to me now as I drive my car is I'll get to lights and they'll 99% of the time be orange. And, and I'm like, I either have to speed up or I have to stop. And usually I speed up cause I'm in a, a nice little Audi. And, um, but, but I'm, I've been asking God why the orange lights, it's so blatant. It's not like it's a, um, and he wouldn't say anything like for three months, I heard nothing. And just, I think it was a few weeks ago, he said to me, Dave, orange is, is in the spot between two completely different states of being and two completely different seasons. That's what we are in right now. There is, there is a season coming, which will be, it'll be like green light is to red light. Like it'll be, we are about to step into a move of God, which the world will not be able to stop, which no, no second heaven demon will be out or a principality will be able to stop uh, because there are two thirds who are for us. Jesus is on the throne. 
but I really believe what it means is for us, we've got to be like Peter. We've got to be not like all the disciples striving with human wisdom and human effort and human arguments. Um, we have to be in a storm. We know we're called here. We know we're called to Victoria. Glory City is called to take Melbourne, you know, with, with the other churches in that region. So you're called there, but you cannot get into striving and just doing the same thing you've done. Yeah, you have crazy. to be looking for Jesus. And Jesus appears to the disciples in that story um, completely different. He looks like a ghost. Um, I don't know if they'd seen ghosts before, but they're like, ah, it's a ghost. And it was only Peter who turned up his childlikeness. Everyone has a childlike button, trust me. Um, he turned it from like three up to nine and he said, Jesus, is that you? Like, are you? it's Jesus on the water. He's playing on the water. If that's you, can I come out and be like you? Come on. Actually, if you study it, he actually says, can I come out and play? Can I come out and play with you? And it's this connotation of one guy out of 12 worked it out and found Jesus was actually not showing up to show off, but showing up to invite them to be like him. Imagine that if all 12 of them, if the story were read, they all saw Jesus and they all said, hey, can we come out? <laughs> and then 12 of them had this great big water fight in the waves. That's God's heart. God doesn't just pick one. God picks everyone. And I would encourage everyone, turn your childlikeness up. Now turn your sense of wonder up because so he's appearing in your marriage. He's appearing in your business. Some of you guys are doing it tough in business. Some of you guys are excelling in business, but Jesus is rocking up in a brand new way and he wants you to be an imitator of him. Ephesians 5.1, be imitators of God as dearly beloved children. And the only way you can step out on the waves is to look into those fiery eyes of love and let the love um, take away fear and take a risk take risk. I really believe we're in a season where we are about to take great risk. Um, so that's the, that's one of the stories I've been meditating on. I'm like, Oh Jesus, what does that mean for me? And so I'm, I'm entering a time of fasting and prayer, especially with BLN soon. We're going to get all of our family, just whoever wants, we're going to be praying for revival and praying specifically into some things. But one of my personal prayers is going to be, Jesus, I want to see you and what you're doing. Because it's like a Jeremiah 33, three moments like ask and I'll show you great and mighty things that are to come. And I could tell you guys testimonies of Christians who have been praying that they've said, God, I want to be like Daniel. I want to know what's coming. I don't want to just be on the train. That's, that's just going along with the flow. I am called to lead my city. I'm called to lead my street. I'm called to lead my family. And I want to know what's coming. Um, and I know like one guy, he's in, his business is in the top stock market in New York. I had him on the Increase Good News broadcast. He said, I was pr I've been praying for two years to be like Daniel. God, show me the future. And just before the corona thing hit, the Lord said to him, now sell everything and go to cash in all of your clients. Like, so he, he married, he manages billionaires stuff. And he, and so he does it. He's just like, boom, pulls the trigger, gets everything in cash. The stock market tanks two days later. 
And then he's like getting calls. Um, oh no, what's happened? What's happened? What's, you know, what's the damage? And he's like, actually, we're in a really good spot. <laughs> <laughs> and we're about to make a ton of, a ton of return. And so he's, he's just been lifted to become like a Daniel to all these wealthy people. Well, what if you and I were to start to go, Jesus, what's coming? What's coming? And I, the only other thing I'd say is I've been meditating on Gideon. And, um, and the thing that's standing out to me about Gideon was that when the people repented, turned back to God and just sought the Lord and a prophet appeared. And that was really interesting for me. A prophet appeared. And the first thing the prophet says is testimony. Honestly, he's like, remember when God brought you out of Egypt and he delivered you from the Egyptians and remember how God did this. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta get hungry about your testimony as a Christian. And then the prophet prophesies, uh, don't be in fear. And then we see an angel rock up, but this is the part that stood out to me. So you got to dive in your prophetic words, chew on them in this season, eat them, eat them for like wheat bix guys. I haven't said that for a while. Eat them like your wheat bits and, um, and chew your prophetic words. Just listen to them over and over again. Um, but then the, the angel of the Lord rocks up, it says, and Gideon's doing his, I mean, a wine press threshing wheat thing. And it says that he sat, he, the angel of the Lord appeared and, and rested against the oak tree. And here's, here's what is hitting me right now. God is not worried. God is not anxious. If anyone on the, who's listening to this is, has any drop of anxiety, I want to tell you, you're not connecting clearly to your father, with, not to shame anyone, but just to go, hey, there's peace for you. Yes. <laughs> there is rest for you. There is a massive upgrade for you. So good. And I, want, I, want to, I just want to prophesy over people right now. There is a supernatural rest that that angel then prophesies over Gideon, mighty warrior, valiant warrior. And then says, the Lord is with you. Stand in your strength. You know, um, you'll deliver, deliver um, Israel from the Midianites as one man. And don't forget the Lord is with you. Like he comes and just pounds him with hope and with identity and with like crazy grace. Um, but it's all done with rest. And so if, you, if you're in anxiety, it's hard to see Jesus in the storm. If you're paddling like crazy and just focused on all the worries and all the things that are wrong, the waves, if you can steal yourself like Elijah did at the cave, God's not in the firestorm and in the earthquake. There is a gentle breeze that I believe the Lord wants to use every one of you. And Jesus says this about you, and this is where I'll finish. He says, nobody lights a lamp and puts a bowl over it. This is Jesus. This is your Jesus. I know Liam and Shani and the team are your pastors, but this is your Jesus. Jesus says, nobody, nobody, no leader puts a bowl over in a butt, but I light you up and I put you on a stand to light up the whole room. What's Jesus saying there? He's saying, you can be a Gideon. You can... You can defeat an army of innumerable, way 
more technologically advanced, way more educated probably than you. You can change things. And you look at how Gideon won. He won with a pot and a jar and probably a dream released from God mostly that did it, that put fear in the enemy's camp. And so I, I also prophesy of you, things that are against you are about to turn against themselves. There is a chaos coming in the enemy's camp that is going to cause it to implode on itself. And, and you don't have to worry about that, but you do want to be listening to your father and be in peace and be in rest and do, do what God is doing. Sometimes he's breaking pots and burning um, and letting light, light get out. Sometimes he's jumping on the water and splashing. So anyway, bless you guys. We receive, we receive. Thank you so much, Dave. That was, uh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thanks, there's, man. A, there's, a lot of there's a lot of glory on that, on that, <laughs> on that, that Jesus on the water story. Turn up, turn up your childlike faith, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Thank you Thanks so for much for, for sharing and for giving us your time. And yeah, really appreciate it. So good. I'm... Um... I just, I feel like there's a spirit of youthfulness on your church. I feel like, I feel like there's, there's a spirit on, I don't know how many young people are in the church, but anyway, any age, we can take this, all the, all the older ones don't check out now. I just release, I feel like there is a playfulness and a spirit. It's the, the picture that's in my head is there are pom-poms, you know, pom-poms, those fluffy things that hang. Like, uh, no, not, not the, not those, but ones that hang on strings. On oh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking cheerleading. Okay. Like there's this energy. It's like this light and powerful energy that's coming on the young people um, in the church. So I just bless, bless the youth with encounters. I bless the youth with, with strange encounters, with beautiful encounters with Jesus. Um, but yeah, God, thank you for a move of God in Melbourne amongst the young people. Amen. Amen. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Bless you, bless. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Privilege. Love you guys. Love Melbourne. Can't wait to watch a footy game one day. <laughs> cool. See you, mate.